Hi! Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the next three episodes of Quest Friends will feature heavy references to our side series, The Cookie Crew. Now, I want to make it clear that you don't need to have listened to The Cookie Crew in order to understand the next few episodes, but I do think that a knowledge of the side series will make them a lot more enjoyable. At the very least, I'd recommend that you check out The Cookie 3, which should be right before this on the feed. This four-part side series comprises of a peace conference that kind of wraps up the Jagged Dream arc. So at the end of Crime and Courtship, Ray said she was going to have a peace conference because the Steadfast, Charmande Key, they still kind of wanted to go to war. And The Cookie 3 explores that peace conference and the myriad of comedic ways in which it goes wrong. As I said, though, if you haven't listened to any of The Cookie Crew, we will include explanations for what is going on relevant to The Cookie Crew as it comes up. And you can always check our description for each episode's NPC list, which for the next three episodes is going to be a lot. So if there's a name you don't recognize, check that list and it'll tell you who that character or what that proper noun is as well as the first episode it appeared or was referenced in. Alright, with all that out of the way, previously on Quest Friends. We need to leave right now. Right now, we need to wake everyone up, because the wheel will be attacked in the next few days. Lowell knows exactly where it is now, and unless we have a lot more people here to protect it, everyone here will uh, perish. Shock is going to activate his teleportation ability. And it's occurring to me, does my teleportation ability let us bring the ladybug to? I'm just not sure what we'll need the ladybug for. I mean, it can fly. I keep forgetting oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it has the beanie. And Shock is just picturing home that last day when he left the wheel and looked back over his shoulder. During that time, you'll have to get up to the cloud and, and face that. I just, I don't know. If you wanted to get up there without any of those things getting in, you need an army protecting this place while you're gone. Well, since we can find people and we know where they are, we don't even necessarily have to call someone. We can just get them. I could teleport back and teleport people here. We have time after all. We have days. That's time enough to convince the wheel. And that's time to bring people here. That could actually work. start with white, and then other sensations kick in. The sound of impassioned, deliberate, if not always super well-informed hammering. The sight of a vibrant smile. Cute, adorable little chittering. A streak of chestnut across your white vision. When Shock teleported to the wheel, he thought of images of a place, but you're thinking of something very different, huh? You're thinking of her. And as it has the past dozen times for everyone else who has gone on this adventure, the sensations eventually disappear from your memory and appear in front of you in person. Hop, you have teleported to grab another recruit. And as much as going into this, your mind was focused on who you were looking for, 
Sarah very quickly becomes the least of your concerns. You look around you and you see a, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. There are some animals in the corner, this just robotic velociraptor. I get to see him again. (laughs) You baby boy. Which is surrounded by flames being put out by this group of three pirates who are jumping off of a pirate ship that has crashed into the wall. And for a second you wondered, Sarah was at the Peace Summit, right? I think so. (laughs) But you snap your brain back in the focus and you focus in on the grinning face in front of you. Sarah, um, um, you know how you gave me this for emergencies? Um, one of those is happening and we could really use your help. And that's when the airplane hits you in the side of the head. Ouch. And you turn over to see that Sarah is accompanied by four other people. For those listening in the cookie crew, there were actually five, but Madeline is, she's gone off. She's somewhere else right now. <laughs> she, right before you got there, she was like on a shepherd's hook and she just skated backwards <laughs> out of the room. Just pulled off screen. And I would like the players of the protagonists of the cookie crew to tell me who they are, who their character is, and give me a very brief description about what their deal is. I could go first. All right, go first, Olivia. I know you've been waiting for this. You've hyped us up. I haven't been waiting and I haven't been hyping. And that's not true. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Okay. Uh, Hanalore, I think at this moment, I was wearing a Flamingo's Hawaiian shirt. And I think at the moment that, like, the attention turns to Hanalore, her false mustache slips limply from her nose and silently onto the carpet. To describe Hanalore, the Hanalore Dunn, operator of Red Mary, a roaring diesel. I have a page cut, and I am a mechanic. So Hanalore, she, her, played by Olivia, also she, her. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's introduce the other, not new, you've been doing this for a while, but new to some other listeners, cast members. So Cassidy, I guess I've already introduced you. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm Cassidy. She, her. I play Arif, who is also Hershey, and (laughs) she is a very light silver-haired female with a cape that always billows, even if she's indoors, especially when she's indoors. She's a Niano, and she was a cop for a while before she was a diplomat, and everybody seems super interested in that, but she never wants to talk about it. Don't worry about it. She pipetted people. Pipetted people's brains. (laughs) We all know. Something Emily's character was very interested in, so Olivia and Cassidy may be new to some of you, but Emily and Ari certainly are not. So Emily, tell us about who your character is. I'm Emily, she, her, and they, them. And I play Ig, who is she, her, and they, them. Ig is a nano. Her full title is the incredible Ignis Artiste of Astaria, and she does fire. So, so much fire. <laughs> a lot. Anyone who hasn't listened to the Cookie Crew just know that Ig is Vespari's little sibling. Yeah! And that's all you need to know about Ig to understand who they are as a person. <laughs> this is true. And then finally, Ari, who are you playing today? Hello, I'm Ari Sheher, and I'm playing Angelina Lexington, or Alex for short. She is the treasurer of Anastasia Blackleberry. I forgot her name. I'm sorry, Hallie. <laughs> it's okay. 
She is currently post being on fire, which may or may not have been caused by Ig, and she likes paper airplanes, which also may or may not be involved with Hopper's airplane experience. Definitely not, you know, anyone could have made that paper airplane. Airplane definitely didn't fly off in the middle of combat and come back at the end just <laughs> to hit Hopper in the face. Not, a, it's, no. Did Hanalore have some part in activating the dinosaur robots? I can scarcely oh, remember. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, you did. <laughs> They're jiving right now. They're- As I'm speaking, the dinosaurs are I am it's like I'm in a like a weird VR setup where they're mimicking all of Hanalore's <laughs> movements and nervous <laughs> gestures. So, like, they're all sort of fiddling with their hands in front of their tums. I describe them as surrounded by fire, so that's just a nightmare. <laughs> just sort of awkward. It's, like, so awkward that we're the only ones on fire. <laughs> just imagine, like, an awkward handshake from a velociraptor <laughs> surrounded by fire. Velociraptor with, like, a salad bowl on its head oh, or something. Yeah, you got the salad bowl. We really can't get into it. <sighs> we try, We can't get into it. If you want to know more about Salad Raptor, you should listen to the Cookie 3. He's my baby. So, Hopper. Yeah. You see Sarah. Okay. You see these four diplomats. (laughs) And you see Salad Raptor surrounded by (laughs) flames that these pirates are putting out. Yeah. And all you can say upon seeing this is... Oh, hi. Um, I'm Hopper Scotch. Hi. <laughs> I expect Sarah to take the wheel. Same. <laughs> Hello, I'm the incredible Igneous Artiste of Astaria, and if you were wondering, I didn't set any of these fires. Oh, a bowl of punch just falls off a table behind us. <laughs> the punch is on fire. Uh, Hopper, we'll turn back to Sarah and say, weren't you at a peace conference? Uh, yeah. So it went well then. Yeah. She just nods her head with like a really excited, proud of herself smile. <laughs> Somberly, Ig shakes their head from behind her. Arab's going to just say, this is about as peaceful as things can get with us sometimes. We definitely did our best. <laughs> I feel like Alex has thoughts. <laughs> um, well, I'm just going to say sorry about that paper airplane. It was definitely not meant for you. Usually I aim it better than that. But seeing as how I was on fire and no longer on fire, as you can see. Anyways, I am Angelina Lexington, or Alex for short. Nice to meet you, Hopper Scotch. Nice to meet you, uh, uh, Alex. I'm glad that you're not on fire anymore. I'm glad that the fire doesn't appear to be as active as it could be. Looking around at people actively, like... A piece of the roof just falls down. <laughs> I gesture at many, many spent fire extinguishers <laughs> that like most of them didn't extinguish a fire, but I we did our best to try to use them. I'm Hanalore, by the way, and I wave and all the dinosaurs wave. Hopper <laughs> <laughs> is... A little bit alarmed by all the dinosaurs <laughs> waving at him at once. He just wasn't prepared for it. Oh, sorry. I just want to get a full profile of you. So what is your occupation in this? I just need to need make a quick biography here in my notebook. I do that for every people I met, and I haven't met you before, so... He's great. Yeah. So Hopper Scotch, that's my name. Um, I came from uh, the Wheel of Boz, is what it's called. And it's just kind of... It's in trouble. 
There's this cloud that is kind of my friends and I fault, but it's, it's, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And he reaches out and grabs the first like cup <laughs> that he finds at a table and just like downs it. Oh, um, oh no. um I, oh, I would, no. I don't, I don't know if I would. <laughs> Handler just goes ghost, just so pale. <laughs> Is the... Something happened to it. Was it all of the punch? Is the punch still spiked? I feel like it was the <laughs> fifth one, so I feel like we need a okay. one in five chance that it's been spiked. I forgot that I did that <laughs> as a GM, and... <laughs> it's not so fun now, is it, Hallie? All right, Hallie, roll me a d20, and we're gonna go one through four. You got spiked by the punch. Wait. I rolled a three. So oh, it <laughs> you poisoned yourself. I poisoned myself. So this is great. Hallie, you were the GM of the Cookie Three, mm-hmm. which earlier I said people should probably listen to. I feel at yeah. this point they should definitely listen to it. Okay, but for those Hallie should have listened to who it. aren't familiar with it, it involves a plot where the punch gets spiked. What's the effect of someone who drinks that? Oh, this this spike was just like make everybody angry because the Angulanites oh, that's right. wanted to stoop oh. and fight. <laughs> so Hopper's about to just be a strange man entering this party and yelling at us. <laughs> well, well. Hopper, you are suddenly uncontrollably angry and you don't know why. Man, you know, I'm just angry because there's this fucking cloud and we have to fight it and it's hurting all my friends and it's hurting a lot of other innocent people as well and I feel so powerless. We've been running, all of us, we got we got magic to work and now we're going from town to town and we're, we're talking to people who we think may help us. So we are just, we are just, you know, everybody's looking around. And I'm really glad that I that I found you, but it just like makes me mad that I even have to ask for help with something like this. You know, this shouldn't this shouldn't happen <laughs> in a civilized society. This is ridiculous. Sarah's just nodding her head like, yeah, yeah. You tell them. You tell those spiders. And in fact, when you're done, she just. She's she's so proud of you. A tear goes down Chitter's eye. They're just so happy you've opened yourself up emotionally. <laughs> to allow him to express a negative emotion. I am just so happy that the only effect of Hopper imbibing this rage potion is that he dropped an F-bomb for the first time in his life. <laughs> Alex is going to turn to Sarah and say, You were right. He is great. I like this. And she's just going to start also screaming about the injustices of spiders and the world. She's convinced. Handelor just knowing nothing like has a cookie and gives it to Ig to give to Hopper. Just like, you're fr- you're nice. Go, yeah, go for it. Ig will slowly... I give them a second one so that they'll have one when they're done delivering the cookie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ig is like standing... She doesn't go forward at all, but like slowly stretches her arm further and further out towards Hopper and like eventually will have to start leaning forward, but won't move closer. Would you like a cookie? Well, I would wait. love one. Oh, oh, I, 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 maybe you could eat your cookie and wait for the punch, which was actually not our fault. Honestly, the fire was kind of my fault, but the punch was actually not our fault. No. How does Hop 
angrily eat a cookie? <laughs> what is his fury cookie eating like? It all goes in at once. He just stuffs the whole, I imagine like a small, like ginger snap sized cookie. And it just like. Like a fucking hamster, just a big yeah, bulge. Yeah, it's like in his cheek and he's just like anger chewing. It copies him. <laughs> adorable. Two thumbs up from Hanalore. Like, if you look up, it will turn around and, like, thumbs up back. (laughs) (laughs) While you're eating, Sarah has an edge in to kind of bridge the gap here, so to speak. The cookie finally shut him up. (laughs) (laughs) He was hangry. You're not you when you're hungry. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, these are my cousin's diplomats. They're very effective. Very straightforward. And uh, everybody, this is Hopper Scotch, and you hear a low, <laughs> and Chitters has already gotten onto Hop's shoulder and given him a big face hug. <laughs> Chitters likes him. Uh, that's really all you have to know. It is, though. <laughs> Hopper's still, like, a little bit angry, like, <laughs> hopped, like hopped up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Anger potion, so he... Era fuses pipettes in people's brains. Oh, there it is. We're really good at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there have been several disasters that happened, but they could have been a lot worse. Or better. Let's talk about the issue you're having. Right, right. You have, uh, spiders. <laughs> <laughs> You personally have spiders? No, no. Okay. I don't personally. So listen, my friend's home is the Wheel of Boz, and um, it's home to a robot community, and we have convinced them to let us help them fix shields and everything, because we know that an attack from the cloud is coming soon. So we just need to be prepared. So actually, we've all been going around asking people for help, and I came, I came to ask Sarah, but you all seem effective. <laughs> So effects happen <laughs> because of us. We have a car. Can I bring the car, by the way? I was just, thank you, Arif. I was just about to bring that up. Do you have room for a, a van? Uh, Do you know what a van is? It's sort of like a rocket ship or a boat, but it's just for the land. It has condiments. Condiments. Napkins. Yeah, it's got napkins in there. Those are in a glove box. And I do, I do need to bring her with me. It's like 90% of my character. So... Hopper will twirl the staff a little bit and say, I think that can be arranged. He doesn't twirl it well. It's not a good twirl. It's like... <laughs> Give me a roll. He goes to he like... angrily twirls it, which is also not... <laughs> I think it's strong glass. Probably not good. Seven. Uh, Say goodbye to oh. your glass shot. All right. Uh, <laughs> Drop it. And then he's like, oh, I hope I didn't break Shock's strong glass staff. <laughs> then he will pick it up and finish. I, I think I can do that. I think I think I can do that. And as you're having all this conversation, Hop, you can feel a hand brush against yours and then quickly retract. And then Sarah, a little more sheepishly, touches the strong glass staff. Okay, can can I? Hopper thinks so. He almost broke it earlier when he dropped it. But it is strong glass, so, like, that's pretty hardy, right? (laughs) But, like, this is Jacques' special thing. He's trying to be very careful with it. But Sarah is smiling at him and asking. So, yeah, it's going to go to Sarah. The staff is away from you. And she picks it up and slams the staff onto the ground. And the Red Mary is surrounded by this blue light as a hum emanates around all of you. And the blue light rises on the side of the vehicle and is replaced by golden sparkles, which slowly disappear the Red Mary and its inhabitants out of existence. 
And in a second, all you see is white. And the first time Shock went to the wheel, he could sense specific things of it. When Hop went to see Sarah, he could sense the specific things about her. But you just sense a cacophony of information, sounds, lights. It is absurdly overwhelming. But just when you're starting to get a little bit of a headache, you blip back into reality someplace else. Now, I wanted to write one description for this, and it was the description of what it looked like when you arrived. But I couldn't. I mean, how could I? Trying to describe what you see is like trying to describe every voice in a crowd. It's like trying to describe every flower in a field. It's like taking every single description I have ever written for Quest Friends and trying to merge it together. You see so many things. You see a weird frog centaur hopping down at this bay. A flock of majestic quails swims in the air in front of you. Oh my god. You can hear so many people talking and yelling a faint chorus of You are in the Wheel of Boz, but it is weird to call it that because it is an estate the wheel has never been in before. This group has emerged in the Ring of Power in where Shock's old house was. But the house has been almost opened up like a, a dollhouse that can split in between. So you can actually see the open air in front of all of you. And as you're trying to get your bearings, Hop walks out of the vehicle and motions you towards a welcoming committee. You see a banner that says, Welcome to the Wheel! And it's super bright and colorful, and it's got, like, glitter and stuff. In front of it, you see this small, circular robot, Cubo for everyone else, and next to him, you hear the marching band song, playing from a single tuba by a small fish lady. And Megan continues to play her little marching band introduction song as Cubo says, Welcome to the Wheel of Boz, Seraphinia, Delilah, Willow, Brackleberry, and Chitters. I do not recognize these other individuals. They were not on the list. They're, uh, they... There's surprise reinforcements. It was really nice of you all to agree to come help. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. This is the, um, Brackleberry Brigade. We're really good at things. I zip up my coveralls so that you can see the name Hanalore. <laughs> and also just to cover it up the casual Hawaiian shirt I was wearing before. Hanalore. Aerith's totally on the defensive and just kind of expecting something to go wrong. Is this a resident of this place? You said it was just machines. Is he like the mayor? Cuba was actually from a place called Ruletia. Before then, I don't know, but that's where we met him. He is the quantum beneficial quorum of beneficial outputs. I said beneficial twice. He has a name that's very long and I feel bad for not remembering it. <sighs> it's short of Ignatius' name. But he's very helpful. He's our friend and you can trust him. As Megan continues to play the song, she faltered for a second because normally it would stop, but she's not sure, so she keeps playing. <laughs> the little orb just rocks back and forth. Cubo's not quite sure how to respond. And then eventually... Perfect. 
I have found perfect positions for four new recruits like you. Please follow me and my companion here. And Kubo rolls off with Megan following him. Understood. <laughs> okay. Eek has started wandering off, so oh, someone no. should. Uh, Handlord looking around, <laughs> looking around her elbows, realizing that Eek is gone. And you set the Brockleberry Brigade loose in the Wheel of Boz. Will they be more helpful than the spiders, or will they be an even greater threat? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> and welcome to Quest Friends episode 78, The Obsidian Cloud, part five. I am Kyle, your GM, and our intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. We are in the endgame now. Five episodes left in this campaign. Big ones, too. This is probably going to be our second shortest out of the five. Thank you so much for coming on this adventure with us and seeing it through to the end with us. Thanks for my players. Thanks to folks like David Estier, who is voicing Horace again in this episode. A lot of us worked real hard to get to this point, and I'm real excited for what these episodes hold. But I'm also excited for the future. And in order to help best figure out where we're going to go from here, we need your help. So in the description below, you are going to find an audience survey. This survey has information to help us determine what our audience is like, what y'all like, and the best way to make the best season two. Every field is completely optional, and it would mean the world to me if you were able to fill out any answers you had thoughts on. As a thank you to anyone who fills out the survey, you can provide your email at the end and we'll actually send you the first batch of season two episodes when they go to the press. So that'll probably be early 2022. There's also a field where you can answer Q&A questions. So previously I said I was going to try to get an episode out each week. As you can see by the length of this episode and the fact that I said this was the second shortest one, that's just not viable. So we are going to go with our bi-weekly release schedule. But a cool thing about that is that actually means our final episode is going to be releasing on our four-year anniversary, September 25th. And on that day, we're going to live stream the finale episode and we're actually going to have a Q&A afterwards. So if you have any questions at all you would like to ask us about the show, our thoughts about it, thoughts about characters... The questions can range from serious behind the scenes stuff to we got a super fun question asking about what we would do if we wrote indulgent fan fiction. So anything goes. So if you'd like to submit a question, you can always send us a message anywhere on our contact page, on Twitter, on Tumblr. Or, as I said, if you check that survey in the description, one of the last questions will be a space for the Q&A questions. All right. Thanks again for listening to my long explanation of the survey, which, by the way, it's open until September 24th. So the day before the finale episode comes up, I'll probably mention it in future announcement breaks, but it'll be just a quick reminder. The main description was in this one. As I mentioned, we're going to be going biweekly. So our next episode will be releasing on Monday, August 16th. 
But if you'd like additional content before then, you can find stories, artwork, and behind-the-scenes insights at patreon.com slash questfriends. Okay, so it has been a few days since our last main session, since the beach episode. In that time, you have recruited a whole bunch of NPCs. Essentially, between last session and this one, I reached out to the players. I had a big old spreadsheet of every NPC I could remember. And you went down and you said which ones you wanted to bring and which ones you very much did not want to bring. And that's going to be our list. They won't all be in this episode because this episode instead is going to focus on a second list. So you said all the characters you wanted to bring back, which was a few dozen. And then each of you gave me three to four characters that you specifically wanted to speak to before your characters left off to go punch a brain boy, but in a very physical way, because he's going to be physically there in the cloud and you can actually punch him. Oh, Miche is so excited. It's going to be great. Finally, after all these, oh, I was going to say years, but it hasn't been that long. After all. These- I mean, it's been years for us. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's been years for you. It's been about a month and a half for the characters. <laughs> after all these months and a half, Misha will be able to actually punch Loel. That's all they ever wanted to do. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go through that and have you talk with your NPCs, because at this point, All of them have been brought in. Sarah and the Cookie Crew are actually the last bunch. So just off screen, I guess, because Ray was also in the Cookie 3. Ellie just warped in, grabbed Ray, left. (laughs) (laughs) It was all very impractical. (laughs) But before we get to that, let's talk level up. Because in these couple of days, you have all actually had time to level up. You are tier six. This is your final level up. What did you take with it? I can start if no one else wants to, since I may or may not have planned this out like four years ago when I decided every single spell I was going to pick (laughs) at every level up. Uh, um, I think I mentioned that Shock had been tinkering with little bits of Argent since the Prodigious, and that was part of the inspiration and power behind the teleportability. But Shock has gone even further beyond and cracked some of the secrets of time itself. And so as my final esoteric, Shock has taken freeze time. You cause time to stop flowing everywhere within immediate range for one minute. The effect immediately ends if I leave the area or use an action to end it early, and it affects everything in the area except for me. And when the effect ends, everyone resumes what they're doing as if no time had passed. Okay, any other skills or abilities you want to bring to the table? Um, what the hell was my skill? It's been so long since I actually, me, did the level up. What did I raise here? I think I maybe became specialized in resisting telepathic intrusion if I didn't do that at tier 5, but I think I only became trained in that at tier 5, right? Right? I honestly can't remember. In either case, the freeze time is the scene stealer. It's the juicy one. Like, everything else is just continuing (laughs) to raise my int to levels unheard of, not putting a single point in anything else, as is my want. I do want to know, what is your full int? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have 43 intellect currently. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus. With six intellect edge, which is as physically high as it can raise, you are not allowed to raise an edge above six. 
But still nine might, right? Yep, nine might, nine speed, zero edge in both. God. But 43 yeah. intellect, which means oh. I am 18 points of damage away from being completely unable to act at all times. But was it worth it? Oh, for the absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> My wizardly power is unfucking matched. I can't wait to be able to rain spells down for days on end and then just get slapped once in the final boss fight and not get to play the game. <laughs> well, your wizardly power does have one match because it does come from someone else. Misha, what are your level ups? So we have seen move mountains. We know that one. Because you did it. <laughs> I did it. But I know you mentioned, I don't think I had this in the episode, I know you changed some of your lower level abilities. God. And you have something new for your focus. You know, you, you remember more than I do because I, I also did this a long time ago. Now I need to see. Oh, I think I forget what I took out. I think it was the hot and cold because I didn't actually ever use it. So I had a barrier now. You create an opaque stationary barrier of solid energy within immediate range. Which is a thing that I debated doing to save the ladybug. And then I was like, no, let's go all out. Instead of making a barrier, let's just move a mountain. And I did that. Amazing. I don't know what else I added, but I can flex and say that I have 30 intellect total and then 18 might. So even though I don't have the wizard powers of shock, I do have 18 might. So I won't be knocked down immediately. Double my durability in combat. Yes. What's the tier six esoteric? I know it's something fucked up. Yeah, that's it. It is It is further by focus. I remember it is data sphere control because I also debated using it last God. whenever we recorded the thing of just making the robots no. do what we want because I no. have that ability. And it was like, no, no. why are our foci basically the same? Ah, <laughs> Because we were meant to be. Our characters were meant to be. <laughs> but no, I meant, uh, what was your what was your tier six spell like from the spell list? Move mountains. mountains. Oh, that move mountains is the tier six one? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a lower tier for some reason. It's nine fucking int. It no, is not wow. a tier. What, a, what an insult that is. I don't, oh, man. I don't, it looks so weak. No. Oh. no. <laughs> I just for some reason thought it was like tier five or something. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my tier six skill. I'm sorry. So, speaking of characters who are frequently sorry, oh shit, that's a good transition for both Ellie and Hop. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea which character you yeah, were doing Yeah, I was next. like, this is going to be a surprise. <laughs> I'm going to be offended on their behalf. Ellie, what were your upgrades? I'm still insulted that it's me, though. I, I thought it was for Hop. <laughs> um, the one that I wanted to tell you about specifically is that I now have six armor. <laughs> Fuck you. And I didn't choose that. It's part of a focus. It's just. Oh, I didn't choose that. I just got this ability. Oh, I'm I'm Emily. My hands are clean. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did my spiteful thing with armor last level up. Exactly. This so now this happened. has compounded on your spite. Local game master very angry that <laughs> parties tank can tank. <laughs> The other big one I have is that I took Finishing Blow. If a foe is stunned or prone or disarmed and I strike them again, I can inflict six additional points of damage. So it's a hit them while they're down. They'll go down faster, I guess. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Oh, ho, ho, ho. 
Like how Tom destroyed the mic with his yeah. sinister laughter. Oh. All right, I'm just oh. let me just go to Aegon's character sheet. Give him a few more hit points. Please don't. <laughs> so, how dare please you? Please don't. Look, we still have to roll well to do anything. You know, I I may or may not got you covered on that end. Yeah. Like, it's not like Hallie's the one dealing damage. That argument doesn't hold water. Wow. Rude. Rude. Why do you hate us so much, Hallie, Kyle? you rolled a three we, to avoid we, spiking yourself so with your own punch. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see why that's relevant. <laughs> Can I talk about my character sheet yeah, and I, why uh, yeah, I will yeah, be doling yeah. out damage? Okay, that was a transition. So the reason I will be doling out damage is because I took the invisibility skill, which is a jack skill. It's also an nano skill at a lower tier, but it's also a tier six jack skill, and I really wanted it. I can become invisible for 10 minutes, and while invisible, I am specialized in stealth and speed defense tasks. This effect ends if I do something to reveal my presence or position, such as attacking, performing an esoteric, using an ability, moving a large object, and so on. But I can then regain invisibility by just, like, reinitiating the action. So is is the... I need to know how Hop got this magical ability, unless it's just he's so good being a normal dude in the crowd that he can just blend in. I like to think that's part of it. But then the other part, I think I took invisibility when he was a nano briefly for the chapter five finale in the data sphere. I think that was one of the esoteries that I took. I can't remember, but I like the idea that you still have a brief connection to some little bit of the data sphere out there. Yeah, he just inexplicably retained that invisibility ability. Invisibility ability. Invisibility. <laughs> yeah. I'm very clever. Kind of like. All right, and for your defend the innocent. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So finally, finally, I have unlocked defend all the innocent, meaning that now when I say I can protect everybody around me by declaring them innocent, I can actually do that instead of it being me forgetting I can only do it to one person. Now it's everybody, baby! Everybody's innocent. You're all protected. All your speed defense rolls are decreased by one step. So you're welcome. And I've still got my handy-dandy shield. And another important thing that I didn't realize I did when I upgraded was you can move one of your skills from trained to specialized. And I did that to my flex skill spot. So now anything I choose as a flex skill is a specialized skill. Currently it's DIY projects because that was the last one I chose. I don't know what it's going to be today. Holy shit. Or tomorrow. I don't know what the final flex skill is going to be. We'll see. Parallel parking didn't work out for me, but I might go back to that one. Now there are two cars. We've got more than two cars. You have so many fucking cars. Because we brought the Speedy Speed Boys in full. Oh, fuck yeah. That's true. Yeah, you've got the Red Mary. You've got the Speedy Speed Boys. The Purple Frog. You've got June. Yes, her RV. From uh, Questionable Measures, and she's got an RV. Parallel parking it is, then. I'm putting that in, and I am specialized. Okay, so let's... Let's talk to some NPCs. So we are going to go back to when the Brackleberry Brigade, the protagonists of the Cookie Crew, have all gone off into the wheel to sow chaos and discord and potentially help, leaving behind in this open-air version of Shock's home, you, Sarah, and Chitters, who is still clomped onto the side of your face. So this is just hanging out, right? Yep, you're right next to the Ring of Power. 
Cool. Depending on how awkward you two are, depends on how long you two have just been hanging out here. Okie doke. Before Sarah eventually goes. So. So, um, how, I mean, I know you, the peace conference went well. You, you said that already, but, um, how have you been since, uh, since we last saw each other? Oh, you know, um, good. Hasn't been quite as exciting as, and she motions to you, but then motions to the rest of the crowd. To everything. But, you know. Yeah. Zoe's nice. Did Zoe go with her? Zoe went with them, yes. You forgot about her in the Cookie 3, as well as Myra and Sunny, who are also there. <gasps> we don't need to put this on Hallie now. We have discussed previously about how God. you have forgotten them. This is unnecessary. We have. This is this is not a good... No episode is good for me. So then, uh, uh, rewind. He'll say, oh, that's right. Zoe went with you. So you two were getting along then? I mean, you were before in, in the prodigious, but I mean... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She's a, she's a great kid. Really good technical mind. She knows the names of all the things. Oh, you know what? Now that you mention it, she was really good at, um, she made little ships in bottles, didn't she? I, I seem to remember that, but that was before you met her, too. I bet she would be really, really good at stuff like that. Does she help you uh, build things and, and fix things? Yeah, she's actually, she helped me uh, work on on this and Sarah starts like reaching around for something and eventually notices that Chitter is something in his mouth and just pulls it out of his mouth. And you can see that he was chewing on this little 20 sided dice. So this 20 sided dice is an item submitted by Ding Bing Bats, who's dingbingbats.tumblr.com. This was recommended as the prize for Hallie for, at least on the air, being the one who won our trivia night that we did a few months ago. So this is a cipher that you have, and what you can do is once Hop can use it, eat it, crush it, however you want to flavor it, and you can take a roll that you make and flip the dice over and take whatever the result on the opposite side was. That would have been so useful an hour ago. (laughs) I had forgotten this suggestion on how it was the perfect gift slash curse to give to Hallie. And in fact, it's actually, it's a many, many more sided dice with so many different faces. And it's got so many numbers and equations on it, half of which seem to be shoddily painted on. You can clearly tell where Zoe was able to use her hair to delicately calligraphy out a beautiful number and Sarah just put on whatever she could. Yeah, you know, when I when, if you came back I thought you would like it cause <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Hopper is like too stunned by all the numbers on this die. Sarah called him out and he's looking at all of these really pretty numbers and he'll look back up at Sarah and go I love it. Yeah numbers but they're so wow and he can't think of any other way to express his feelings but wow well luckily you don't have to because that's when ellie walks in Uh, hi y'all i can leave now no no that's hi ellie (laughs) that's totally okay hi yeah hi sarah and Hopper, <laughs> I, 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 inter, mm? 
Sarah turns over and looks at you, and her big, awkward, kind of flustered smile immediately turns to a deadpan frown. (laughs) And she snaps. Chitters! And Chitters climbs off of Hop, gets on Sarah's shoulder, and just looks at you. Sarah seems to be glaring, but Chitters... Chitters can't be mad. He's just staring. (laughs) Ellie, like, squares her shoulders and does a little, like, gearing up. Hi, Chitters. <laughs> Chitters immediately folds. He rushes off of Sarah, <laughs> climbs up to you, and gives you a big hug. Ellie is not a huge fan of this. It's like insects running all over you and stuff, that like gross feeling. There's just something. She doesn't know why. It's just a thing. And at seeing your little squirming, Sarah finally breaks a smile and just laughs to herself and says, Chitters, Chitters, come on. And Chitters climbs down and he climbs back up on her chair and back onto her shoulder. And she moves a bit closer to you and says a little more lightly, So, uh, still causing problems, I see. Always. It just happens when I walk and also when I open my mouth and sometimes when I don't do either of those things. Do you actually want me to, like, leave and stop being super weird? Like, I know you kids need your time. Oh, no, 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 it's 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 fine. So uh, did you grab mom already? Kyle, did I? Yes, you did. Sarah's the last one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. It ended up that I went and grabbed everyone else so that Hopper could focus on the person he really wanted to see. Oh, (laughs) and she leans back to you, Hop, says, save the best for last, eh? (laughs) Hopper pulls down his hat a little (laughs) bit because he can feel the tips of his ears turning pink the way they do when he blushes. And then he'll kind of clear his throat. And be like, yeah, I was um, I was really excited to um see you again. Uh, Ellie pinches his cheek as she pinches his cheek as he was about to say, but I know Ellie was too. <laughs> so um, I can give you two a moment if you'd like. Oh no, it's fine. I I I don't want to. <laughs> Dude, that's totally that's totally okay. Actually, um, and then he'll turn to Sarah. Thank you again for the die. And uh, when you gave this to me, you said you were holding on to it in case I came back. And I just want you to know that I really want to come back. I, and then because Ellie is still there, he'll like shift his hat a little (laughs) bit to cover his face from her because he's embarrassed. (laughs) I like you a lot and I'd really like to see you again. And then he'll give a nod to Ellie and then he's on his way. I like you and then flees immediately from the scene. Well, (laughs) yeah, if she doesn't respond, (laughs) he runs away. And there's another pause. I was going to apologize for assuming that I was interrupting something, but clearly I actually was, and now this is kind of really weird. But I'm very happy for you, and, um... (laughs) I'm hoping that maybe, you know, later on, we could catch up. Or Or something. Or not. Um... Allie... And Sarah gives a big sigh that you have not heard her give to you for 15 years. I watched you and mom awkwardly flirt for so long. (laughs) Now you know how it felt. (laughs) 
and her eyes turn to little, almost like stars of excitement as she says, But, ah, uh, I heard there was a generator that needed fixing. <laughs> Sarah up towards the generator, which again, the generator is off near one of the edges of town. It powers the barrier. So you're taking Sarah and she immediately sees the generator and just switches her chair to like the athletic mode and speeds off. It's almost like a car tearing off. Just Sarah, do not electrocute yourself. <laughs> you go off to chase Sarah, but you get distracted by the stash. The stash, again, is right next to the generator. It is this big pile of miscellaneous parts. And you can hear a buzzing from the stash as this robot cicada floats around it and goes, close the spaces. And from inside the stash, you can hear a quiet voice go, no, I actually think they're cozy. Public speaking. My friend Megan and I actually performed a song. Everything after that went bad, but the song went pretty well. Well, certainly you have had to have that horrifying dream of your teeth falling out. Nope, I don't think I've ever had that dream. Oh, come on, dear new friend Zoe. You have got to be afraid of something. And you notice that there are in fact dark blue thin tufts of hair emerging from inside the stash as CK is floating around it, speaking to Zoe, who is just deep inside of the stash looking for something. Are you having fun, CK? Oh, Ellie Badge, I'm certainly not having fun. You know it is my job to study phobias, and while I have a clear target in someone like you, your daughter is much more challenging. Uh, uh, well, good. I Not that I'm a target, but I mean good that she's challenging you. I suppose, but... How you doing, Zoe? You can get back out, right? You're not, like, buried? I'm fine, Mom. I'm just looking for a few parts so I can make something. And, and CK's keeping me company. And you know the little periscopes? <laughs> the hairs go and turn towards you as she starts talking to you. Anything I can help with? Oh, no, that's okay. Misha's already helping me. And Misha, sure enough, you, who has been recruited by Zoe previously, arrive at this point onto the scene. Well, so I actually wanted to say that Misha has been the entire time because Misha is already helping Zoe. The way that they are is that CK has been carrying Misha all this time throughout this conversation. Because they have found that being up in the air actually provides a good vision point for them to look at different things from above. So It's like searchlights, but just these purple lights zooming down. Yeah. I'm just picturing the scene where like we've seen CK only from the back each time the camera's been on them, but suddenly he just rotates and Misha's just there. Salutations, Ellie Badge. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, yeah, they will say, Salutations, Ellie. I have found being in the heights is actually a very good way to analyze things from above, so... I'll admit I didn't expect that you were also up there. It is fun. If you want, you could try it oh, too. Okay, I could thank tell you, CK. Thank you. Oh, that's so very nice of you. Um, 
See, that's why I said you were an easy target. I know, I know. I have so many fears. It's fine. That being said, I think it is time for a break. And CK sets you down, Misha, as Zoe steps out from the stash with just a pile of really, really tiny parts in her arms. Ellie carefully does not touch them. It does kind of feel like up close would have made it easier to find these. You would think so, but I actually was able to find them better from above because if I was up close, I would get distracted by the different bugs and crabs that kept being on the floor. And when I'm up, I cannot see them as easily as these parts. Just a bunch of robo bugs you see <laughs> skitter out from underneath the stash. Michelle will immediately follow them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, bye. <laughs> so we. Just be careful, please. And your beautiful, sweet baby girl looks at you and says, Of course, Mom! But then with horror, she says a phrase that you recognize from another child of yours from 15 years oh, ago. Oh no, oh no. Something that sounds almost rehearsed. I never do anything you wouldn't do. And Sarah she runs off. <laughs> Speaking of Sarah, by the time you get to the generator, she is not there, Shock. Instead, you see three figures taking a look at the generator and at the spear with prismatic tips at the end. Ooh, this is so colorful. Oh, it's, uh, it, it is very colorful, Sunny, but I'm not sure if that would be helpful. Well, actually, the colors could be very, very useful at putting things together. I use colors all the time when piecing things together. Although for me, it was more related to my, um, 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 wires. Shock, you walk up and you see Sunny floating around the generator. Next to her is Myra, who's taking a look at the spear and just making down notes. And next to both of them is from Charmande, Shauna the robot made out of wires with the little eggshell helmet. And she actually, because she can stretch, she's shifting between stretching all the way up to look at the generator where Sunny is, and then stretching down to talk to Myra, who's down on the ground. Well, uh, I guess your guess is as good as ours. I went into those ruins, and I guess I can read it all now. I think there was something about colors in there, but maybe that was just something whispered in the vines. It's still a very confusing civilization, so you may have a better understanding of how it all fits together than I do right now. Well, all civilizations are confusing, although that may, that may just be me. No, you're right. I think it's even confusing for humans who grow up in it. And Myra just nods her head. Her <laughs> eyes widen, and she nods her head. This was just a socially awkward club. <laughs> and Sunny, realizing you're there, goes, Ooh, shock! You're back! Well, I didn't go too far. You know, just across the continent a couple of times. Oh, always humble you and the rest of them are. Well, it's not really through my power. Just, um, something borrowed? Shared? I don't know. A anyway, anyway, shock trying to intentionally distract the conversation from that, also embarrassed, says... You know, I, I don't think we had much of a chance to chat before, Shauna. I'm really curious what Charmande's been like since we left. 
Has there been more trouble since we fought Vera? And Shauna will have been thinking to herself, she's saying, Shared, shared, shared. It's on the tip of my tongue. And then after you speak to her, she goes, Oh, right, yes, uh, Charmande. So, after the heart of Charmande went down, which, which you caused... Well, Mr. Mako. The Charmande was kind of on edge because of that, that cloud, that, that really interesting cloud thing, which you also uh, caused. Okay, that is true. And they were ready for war until that ship went down, which... Yeah, that was us too. And she looks over to Myra, who just nods. Yes, you also caused that as well. So... But we've made great strides in finding a new energy source. I I am very glad to hear it. You... Oh, right, that's what I forgot. Shared, 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 shared. And Shauna unfurls some of her wires to reveal this knotted wooden jar, which is glowing with this blue light moving through it like a river. D Don was looking for you, but wasn't able to find you. He wanted to give you this. Oh, uh, well, thank you. What is it? Well, remember that nearly infinite energy source in, in Charmande, the one they called infinite, but really wasn't infinite? I, I think I remember that from our time there. Yeah, that's that's it. Don't drop it. Shock is just going to very delicately like slide it into a part of the robe and like <laughs> set this live grenade in your bag. <laughs> like tie it snugly like. Ugh. This is a little piece of the energy from the heart of Charmande that Don was given by one of the player characters in the What If spinoff series which was given to him specifically with the intent of finding its way back to the main party. So before this, Tom requested to have... I was the only voice pushing for this one gift from this party to ours needs to make it to us by the finale. <laughs> but anyway, Shock is going to say, well, thank you. We're going to need all the help we can get to get through this. Um, and then he just sort of shuffles for a moment, looking up and down and says, I'm very glad you're still here with us, Shauna. You seemed kind of out of it when we last met, so I'm very happy to know that things are getting better. Well, of course! We make things better, we find a better way. I have you to thank for that. And Shock will smile, and then also, you know, turn to Myron and Sunny and say, also thank you, both for, for coming back and helping us, but also for all of your advice. It was, um, it was good. Well, I'm glad we could help however we could. We made this mess, and it only feels right that we help fix it. All right, so I want to know more about this. So teach me, show me what we're working on, and I will help in any way I can. Of course, we'll tell you everything we've been able to figure out. But Sonny, we, we haven't- Nothing! We figured out nothing. Speaking of nothing, Someone is selling nothing somewhere else in the wheel. We are going to move back to the town square. There's a lot of folks here, a lot of machines. I do want to make it clear that machines of the wheel are helping out all over the place during these scenes. I'm focusing on the NPCs you know, but it's not just them going in and fixing stuff for the wheel. The wheel is an active participant in this. And that means they're an active participant in getting sold to, because there are a few shops that have set up in the main central 
area of the wheel. The most notable one is actually semi-blocking the way into the reference section City Hall. It is this colorful wagon that folds out onto a stage. There are little gummy people bouncing back and forth to the music of this, which is labeled on top. Dr. Thistle's mystical, magical instruments of wonder and magic. And Misha, you recognize this song. And I imagine you're just sitting there listening to it. It's the exact same song as it was two months. It's only been two months. Exact same song, focused a bit more on the machines. And afterwards, the crowd does not boo. They aren't the same as the other crowd. They are the wheel. They just kind of stand there confused and then disperse leaving behind Dr. Thistle, Dr. Thistle's little gummy friends, and their one interested customer. A magical, unique instrument. Oh, Stein, it's not a con. You're too skeptical of everything. Oh, yes, you are too skeptical there, little weird machine voice from somewhere. This is a unique instrument. One of a kind, you wouldn't find it anywhere else. And you can see that Ein is standing in front of Dr. Thistle, holding a carbon copy replica of your kazoo. Oh, hello Ein, hello Stein. Are you buying one of Dr. Thistle's magical instruments? I want to say that I bought one myself. I have it here and it's actually magic. And Misha will take out their kazoo. Classic unintentional Misha shade. Oh, by the way, I never thanked you, Dr. Thistle, but this has really been very useful. You probably don't remember me because I didn't remember you until very recently. But I I want to thank you because this really has been a very magical and powerful instrument and I've really liked it. Dr. Thistle's face is just blank. (laughs) You have 404 in this poor con person. They don't know how to respond. (laughs) Oh, maybe you do remember me. I don't know. I sometimes make a face like that when I remember somebody and sometimes when I don't remember somebody. So I don't really know what is going on, but I think they are excited. Yes, I, uh, yes, I, uh, I certainly am. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course, I remember. I remember you, uh, my my customer from, uh, that, uh... I am really bad at names. What was the name? Legrash. From Legrash, that's what it is. From Legrash. Oh, you need an ointment for some sort of rash? I suppose one of our instruments could solve that. I mean, oh, they- no, no, no. Uh, I meant the place. I guess I did. Like, like rash? Oh, like rash, like rash, like rash. That name sounds, sounds familiar. Yes, uh, it, it certainly sounds familiar. And I got you that one of a kind unique instrument, not similar to anything else. And you can see they are just slowly taking the kazoo out of Ayn's hands and slipping in another one that looks slightly different. Uh, well, could I maybe buy another one of your now not one of a kind, perhaps two or three of a kind for what I was able to observe magic instruments? I believe that Ayn would want one. And after this is over, we could make a little band, you know, a little concert of us playing this instrument together. Ayn looks stunned. A band? Well, I I thought so. I mean, I heard about bands when we were on the ship. There was a band class. I was not part of it, but I heard all about it and I thought it was very fun. So perhaps we could do one of these afterwards. 
uh, afterwards, a band. After this is all over and we're we're safe and and Ayn suddenly gets more authoritative than she's ever been before. You, salesperson. And Thistle's like, uh, yes, ma'am. I, I I swear, no no refunds. I want to order every single one of your instruments, and you can give the bill to one James Wynn. Oh my God. <laughs> already stole all their money. Everyone except for Jimmy's. Jimmy didn't bet. <laughs> yes, that's true. Jimmy didn't bet. He could have, he's good for it. Okay, so we are going to move just a little bit to the right to Hop and Shock. Each of you are walking towards this thin tent with the pattern of a starry night sky on it. Penny and Pocket. Why are you going the Penny and Pocket? Stock up on stuff. And they've been here, like, the whole time. So, like, I didn't ask for a scene with them or anything. But I imagine Hop would go in and just say it quick. Oh, glad you're here. Thank you for everything. Yeah. For supplying us literally our entire adventure. Honestly, for Shock, it's half. He wants to check on everyone and make sure everyone's, like, okay. They've been having a nice time here in the wheel. Everything's, like, working out for them. And also, do they have any more spray flesh? Oh, God, do they have any more spray flesh? Please. <laughs> All right, each of you walk in. Each of you give me a perception roll. Holy shit. Dice. Twelve. A ten. Okay, so as you're walking up, you notice that it's weird. So the tent is usually a tent with like a single slit in the middle to walk through. But you notice that where that slit should be, there's actually two slits. And in that spot, there is another starry pattern. And you walk closer, kind of confused, like, that's weird. Why is that happening? And suddenly, Vespari's cape flows over. His starry cape almost knocks into both of you as he says, Shock, Wizard of the East, and my good friend, the sad cowboy man, how are you two doing? Vespari, you're all right. Of course I'm all right. They don't call me the safe Vespari for nothing. They don't call me that at all, but... It's a good nickname, though. It's it's good to see you. I was going to agree as well. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good name. Have you two come shopping? I mean, we, we certainly could use supplies yeah, we were gonna if, stop if in. there are any to be had. Yeah. Well, I was actually on my way out to do some advertising, and he floats his arms in the wiggly, inflatable two-man way. The noodle arms. Let me, let me come inside and show you the renovations they've done. By all means. Yeah. You walk inside, and it's Penny and Pocket, but it's brighter. There's more energy. There's people moving in and out, milling. It's not quite as frantic as it was at Key, but there's more energy to it and life. A lot of it emanating from this young man in a vest behind the counter, who, for the first time in a while, happily says, Hi, welcome to Penny and Pocket, the best gear for the very best of adventurers, and fans of the magician, the Vespari. My name's Hamish. How can I help you today? And you notice that Penny and Pocket is split basically right down the middle. On the left side, there is typical stuff, books, adventuring supplies, all sorts of stuff. On the right side is just Vespari merch. Replications of his mask, pins with his face on it, a little tit book about how to do real esoteries, do real magic with nanopowers, how, how to train on that. 
The book is actually a play on his old motto. So his old motto, you know, fake esoteries, real magic. This book is titled Real Esoteries, Realer Magic. Oh. <laughs> a Vespari story. Oh, a Vespari story. <laughs> and Vespari says, the realer magic is, is friendship. It's Christ. I have never been so unambiguously proud for an NPC. Look how far he has come. Holy shit. He's, yeah. Vespari's arc was as significant as the PC's. What I like is that he's back to where he was, where he is a famous performer. But like... But it's like better this but time. But he has self-esteem now. Yeah. He has pride in what he does. Yeah. And Hamish immediately notices you and says, Oh, customers, welcome to have you back. Tattertop, Ignatius, they're here. And Tattertop, who's still in the corner, but you notice a few NPCs have actually gone to talk to him. Like, you see Megan has gone there, and in fact, Adrian is leaving after having talked to Tattertop. Just goes, I know, Hamish, they are the ones who brought us here. Well, yes, but, you know... So, what can I get you? Um, you know, I just need a, f- a few things, and Hopper has a small list, which he's gonna pick something up. I don't know what it is, but he's Hopper Scotch, so he's making last minute prep. Hop has, uh, Shock has a list that's just spray flesh, please. Yeah, Chips. Shock's list, just potions, please. <laughs> please. Hmm. We're pretty low on stock, but let me see what I can do. And Hamish walks behind the counter and starts rummaging underneath the counter for something. Pounding out spray flesh. Got plenty of spray metal, so if Misha or Ellie need healing. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, you can take four items. I will let you take four items from the Penny and Pocket shop. Yay! Oh, shit. And you will have those items for free. That's good, because I have zero money. Because, as Vespari says... Yes, so when I was finding myself over the past couple of weeks, I ran across my good friend Hamish here. Hamish seemed torn up about something. And Hamish says from behind the counter, Yeah, you know my existential crisis I was having? I, I, I think we remember. Yeah. Well, it turns out the reason is actually related to, and he points to a banner that Ignatius has finished making, this glowing, beautiful banner with all sorts of sparkles on it that says Penny and Pocket going out of business sale. It turns out the business wasn't what I wanted at all. Really? Yeah, so I'd see all of, you know, you adventurers going off and doing things, and it, it just... I don't know. I was so excited to help all of you, and and no one wanted to buy stuff. And and when they did, in, in key, I I didn't like it. You know, it was it was it was doing a magic show with no magic to show for it, or something like that. Was what I told my good friend Hamish. So yeah, I I like I like giving stuff, but I. I just don't know if the business was the best way to do it. So anyways, I took my considerable wealth from the Rouletia performances. You know those, the trash tank one where I tried to have you murdered. (laughs) I got a considerable amount of money from those. And so I am funding a new shop for my good friend Hamish so he doesn't have to worry about all of those details anymore. That's so great. I'm glad those resources are going to good use, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. And I cannot thank both of you enough, were it not for you helping me find myself, helping Hamish, my dear friend Hamish, find himself.
I wouldn't be able to give you these commemorative buttons. <laughs> and he pulls out five buttons, one for each of you and Ness. Yes. And it just has his face on it. I love it. They're actually double packed, so you can give one to a friend. Thank you. This is this is great. And you know, Vespari, I uh, I never got to thank you because you confronting your own things on the prodigious helped me confront mine. And I don't think you ever knew that you helped with that, but I felt like you needed to. So thank you. And thank you for going out and doing this, living your dream. This is really great and really inspiring. And I'm really happy for you. Shock is going to take one of the pins out, pin it to the front of his robe and say, thank you. I'll keep it close always. Okay. And Hamish has pulled out a briefcase, the one that he had for his little portable shop in Rulettia, and he pops it open. Here's what I've got for you. And inside will be four items. What items do you want? Are there any limits on these items? Uh, nope. Okay, because I don't want to be like mean and be like, well, there's no point taking less than the max spray things. But if there really is no point in taking less than max. <laughs> All right. So then do we want a spray flesh max, a spray vein max? We could go for another spray metal too. Like we already, I already have some, but we could always do another. We could also get something that isn't healing. I was eyeing the biggest rock for no reason at all. I just was like, a rock Just sounds- a rock? Yeah, that sounds- You could just pick that up off the ground, though. I mean, but would it be the biggest one? Probably. No. Probably. No. Look, look. If you took the biggest rock, I would try to use it. But technically, Ellie is the biggest rock. <laughs> I am a rock. What would you like me to do? We don't need to take the biggest rock. We can take more healing items. Would that be acceptable? Acceptable, but boring. <laughs> well, what weird things could I buy here? I don't want uh, glow globes. I've got those. Whisper locks. We could get the Gerald Memorial Glass Jar. We could get the Gerald Memorial Glass Jar. That would be nice. That would be like a nice end game sentimental thing to carry away with us for free. Maybe I want this. I want to feel like I've been hoarding potions the entire game. <laughs> and also, I've, I've, a bit of fear was put into my heart during the lady fight when I was like, oh, that's my only spray <laughs> flesh. Ha 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 ha. All right. All right. Gerald Memorial Glass Jar. Fine. We're taking the Gerald Memorial Glass Jar. Yeah, we are. In memory of Gerald. <laughs> year Y minus three to Y minus zero. This will be the pivotal moment. In our fine battle. It plays a song every time you pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like one of those in memoriam songs. Gerald was three. So it's a music box. I Are guess. I'm just gonna gloss over that. I caught you there. Oh, I've cracked open the case. <laughs> it's the music box. Okay, Ellie. In almost every other case, running into someone was incidental. Misha heard Dr. Thistle's song. You ran across Zoe. This person you're going to see intentionally. How do you feel standing outside of June's RV again? There's like, there's a pit of dread in her stomach. And there's a feeling of like meeting the family of someone you're dating or meeting like a advisory professor or something. Somebody who you want to impress and you're scared of. And she's going to knock and she's going to put her biceps into a proper door knock. So you walk up and you, you hear laughter from inside. It sounds vaguely familiar, but you can't place, you can't figure out quite what it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just realized who's there. I realized who I put on my list. 
And you knock on and you hear June oddly jovial saying, I, yes, who is that? It's, it's Ellie Badge. Oh, Ellie Badge, huh? Do you want her in here? Are you sure? All right, open up. And you walk in and you see a few figures. You see June standing on the left. Next to her, you see this skeleton in a box with a chopped off head that is displaying some cryptic words. And standing next to him, just laughing, delighted at just this little thing. You see the worst person you could imagine talking to June. You see Ray. June is like a cooler, tougher Ellie. <laughs> this device is absolutely delightful, June. How did you say you ran across it again? Ah, uh, you know, Zoe, the kid, she just found out there's someone in the beyond named him Steven. Yeah, Steven I've never really asked her for details about that. Like, what prompted her to take this potentially human skeleton and just take it around with her? Ray turns to you and raises her eyebrows. You, Ellie Badge, of all people, would question why someone would do something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie cringes a little bit. That is a valid point, but also I have no arguments. Also that. No, no, I, I came here to, um, I came here with a mission, and I won't be distracted from my mission. Well, take a seat. Princess Brackleberry over here has been telling me all sorts of interesting stories. And she goes back into a story that Ray was clearly in the middle of telling. So you're telling me she was, she's afraid of going on boats? <laughs> Always knew I was tougher. Ellie is shrinking into herself. I came to, uh, I came to tell you that I am working very hard and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to continue to build and improve my relationship with my daughter and I wanted you to know that I care about her very much and I have told her this but I wanted you to know as well because I know you were concerned, but I'm actually now just hanging out here feeling kind of inadequate because you're like really cool and tough and buff. Um, (laughs) you know? You have two of the scariest women in the world staring at you. (laughs) She's so afraid, Kyle. Ray looks at you. Her arms are crossed, but she just has a warm smile on her lips. And she looks over to June, and June looks at you. She eyes you up and down. Give me a speed defense roll. Two. Which feels right. Take three points of... You can't Might damage past armor. Past armor? Yeah. So it was nine damage in total. So nine points total. But, 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 but you can't just start taking away my might. You'll heal beforehand. You'll get a full (sighs) heal. Okay, fine. As June lunges towards you and slams both of her fists into your back. 
in an extremely hard and aggressive hug. I missed you too, Ellie Badge. How come we're asking Steven questions? And she motions you over to ask some more questions with Steven. Ellie did her hardest hug ever. It wasn't enough. June barely felt it. <laughs> but she didn't want to be awkward, so she wasn't going to bring it up. Well, that was a fun, awkward family reunion. Do we want to have one that's worse? We're getting near the end of our time. You can tell the Apocrita is close. Ellie is spending this time with June, Stephen, and Ray. Hop is spending the time with somebody. I'm not sure who. Ness, I'm going to say, is spending his time with Jimmy. He's just hanging out with Jimmy. Yeah, he's hanging out. He's been conspicuously absent all night, but right now he is with Jimmy. Shock and Misha, however, you meet up because you're both looking for certain figures. And so you bump into each other outside of Shock's house while looking for these folks. Oh, hello, Misha. Oh, hello, Shock. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't see you there. Oh, I, uh, I was lost in thought, so I wasn't paying close attention either. Um, I was just stopping by home because I haven't, haven't had a chance to talk to Horace and Jaquel all day. I, I was looking for, uh, well, I, I was looking for someone, but I don't know where he is. I kind of dropped him off, and I don't know where he went. Maybe he's here. Well, if he isn't, I know that Jaquel will know. Jaquel knows where everybody is at all times here. Even now, I don't quite understand how it works. And then Shock will awkwardly, like, get the door for Misha and like, oh, af after you. Misha was also going to get the door for Shock. <laughs> Nailed it. And we're like, oh, uh, I guess we could try to go together. Oh. Um, do we both fit in here? They're just going to try and go through the door at the same time. <laughs> God. I don't think this door was built for two people at once. This may not have been our best idea. I still like it. I guess it makes us be closer and it's always needed after, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And we're just both wedged in a door frame together, like holding hands. This yeah. Is, yeah. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> so this is where this is where they find us, just wedged in a door frame, trying to get in. <laughs> Eventually, you hear a voice say, "Are you two just going to stand there all day, or are you going to come in?" I'll get him, Jacob. Would you be so kind as to help me, my new furry friend? Oh, oh, yes, of course, of course I can help you. And you each feel two hands. You actually feel a toothless dog mouth pull on your hand, Shock. And Misha, you feel segmented robotic hand pull on yours as Horace and Faze the dog man pull you through the door into the house where you can see they've set up kind of overlooking watching everyone else. Oh, thank you. Um, dad? This one Misha is going to say to Faze. Dad, dad, not dad, Faze. And the just thump, 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 his little dog tail is just thumping real hard against the ground. Oh, Misha's going to just, I mean, I assume that they have seen Face because they brought Face, but they're going to hug Face anyways. He lunges in for a hug real hard. You know, I didn't realize how much I missed this. It's also because I forgot about it for a long time, but, uh, you know, I, I really like your hugs, Face. Um, 
Dad, if I can call you that, I don't know. Of course, of course. And forgetting isn't, I forget all of the. Oh no. And he stares for a second, having forgotten what he was about to say. And he turns back to you and says, Let me show you spot. Let me show you my spot. I would love to see it. He runs off to show you. There was a seat for Horace, a little like perching space for J. Kel, and then there is a little dog bed. <laughs> and FaZe runs off to show you his view. And actually, you can see he nudges to the side a little bit, giving you space to sit down next to him. It's beautiful. And we just gotta turn to hers and JKL. Thank you very much for providing these accommodations here for my dad. It was not a problem at all, Misha. Not, not a problem at all, Horace. We literally upended the entire house to make this happen. It was- What I meant to say is it was our pleasure. Well, of course, of course it was our pleasure. Horace, you need to be more specific when you say things in the future. Otherwise, you make me look like a fool. Thank you, anyways. <laughs> this is a really lovely space. And then Michelle will just watch the sunset with face. Well, the scarf is hugging face as Ooh. well. And shock that means we've got we've got one last before the final scene. Shock that leaves you with Horace and J. Cole. Yeah. Shock will say thank you for being so welcoming to my friends. And all the loved ones we've brought here, and for helping me both the other night and through my whole life. And Shock is like tearing up a little bit. I, um, I don't know how things are going to go soon. It's going to be our most dangerous adventure yet. And I just want to tell you that I, I, I love you both and feeling a little emboldened by Misha's proclamation. I couldn't have asked for better... better fathers. <laughs> you continue to surprise and delight me, Shock. When I found you in the wastes, I knew that you would bring things that the wheel could never have imagined. And yet, somehow I underestimated you nonetheless. In only a few days, you've turned the wheel into someplace wonderfully unfamiliar. <laughs> and when I had spent years trying to say it, building courage I was certain I didn't have, you were able to call what we were so easily. I am so incredibly proud of you, son. And Shock will hug them. And they will both hug you back. There is one thing I'm surprised by, though, Horse. You said that... You said it was a big deal to call him your son, like a big thing you were afraid to do? Well, of course, J.K.L. We both spent years not saying it, after all. Of course, it was challenging. What do you mean we both spent years not saying it? Of course I knew he was our son. Is that so? In that case, why didn't you say anything? Well, I just kind of thought it was, you know, assumed. It's one of those assumed things, Horace. 
and those two go off squabbling with one another. All right, we've got one last scene, one last group of folks to see. Where did you leave the ladybug? Where are you going to take off for your fight against the cloud? Honestly, I kind of feel like it's still on the beach. <laughs> we just left it there. It's as good a place as any. Might as well. Down at the beach, we see a small family, our few final NPCs. If you were staring at them for a second, you could swear you see Mauve and Mako, but you see something new, something they would argue is better. Jesse is at the back of the ladybug. They were determined when they heard that it had been injured to fix it. And after a few days hard labor, you can see they have solidly put on a third tarp in the back. <laughs> that was wrong. You now have three tarps in the back. I'm so happy. But they're putting a lot of effort into it, really tying things down, nodding them. Next to Jesse, you can see Everett is sitting there. He's fiercely blinking his eyes, changing colors to see the perfect different direction. So he changes it once to make sure that the layers are overlapping correctly. At one point he blinks his eyes and his pupils become the little floating air bubble in the levelers. So they just move to the left and right to make sure he can see that everything is level. And next to him, you can see this little thimble this tiny, tiny version of the robot model that Treddy is just sitting there hovering next to Everett and helpfully, quote unquote, whistling instructions along. So it'd be things like Jesse saying, uh, so, so I move it, I move it here? And Everett going, oh, no, Jesse, you a little bit up and to the... Exactly what Viola said. You're putting a corner where you already put a corner. You have to put it someplace else. Oh, right. One corner for each part because it, it lays down. Got it. Got it. And the four of you walk down as they're putting the final touches on this piece of tarp. You guys did a great job. It truly looks nice. Ladybug's never been better. I mean... We, we should probably acknowledge that we tore the entire back off. We're really sorry about that. I said it's never been better. I was on the driver's seat. <laughs> I don't know if I had anything to do with that particular incident. Thanks. I think it looks pretty great, too. Now that I've got all of the corners. And Jesse pops their head out and looks at Everett, who just nods. Yes, all of the corners are on correctly. Let me get my stuff and I'll, and I'll get back out. And Jesse, you can hear just some rummaging. It's one of those just various noises. You don't know what they have in there, and you're a little bit concerned with all of the sounds you're hearing from inside the ladybug. While that's happening, Ellie is going to hold out a hand to the thimble. And the thimble that you gave Jesse and Everett, who Everett is named Viola, kind of nervously goes towards you and like, and makes a noise towards Everett, and Everett just nods, <laughs> and she rushes up and kind of settles on your finger. She's gonna let the little thimble... She had that brooch from Hopper that it liked to cuddle with. She's gonna go let it, like, sit next to her brooch. <laughs> Have you been taking good care of them? <sighs> yes, Oh, I, I was talking to the thimble, but uh, I'm glad you've been doing the same. 
And Everett blushes and is like, <laughs> fine. And he looks over at you and you can see the corner of his eye for a second. He's like, no, wait, g- give me a second. And he just starts blinking. Wait, where, where is it? Got it. And he turns over to face all of you. You can see his eyes. For the first time, normally it'd be covered by a tuft of hair. His eyes are a different color than they normally were. Normally they'd be something like pink or black to see something specific or red, purple. I'm just giving random colors now. His eyes have a different color to see a different purpose. But this time there's something different because you see in his eyes a kaleidoscope of color, a rainbow of expression. You see all the colors. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. So I guess you're all heading out soon, huh? Yeah, looks that way. But we'll be careful. We're going to do everything we can to come back. You better be. You know, you coming back was why I... And he kind of nervously scratches his head trying to get up the courage to say something. And instead of saying that, he just says, Mom would never forgive you if you didn't. Mm. And that's when the side of the ladybug just bursts open. You can see a hinge actually, just a few nuts fly off. Jesse's clearly broken some of it. God. And they pop on and say, Everybody! We we did the ladybug. What do you think? Oh no, wait, you already told us what you thought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so excited. It's very wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Well, yeah, of course. I'm you know. I can't think of what to say. Maybe the (laughs) party doesn't say anything for a little bit. Maybe we just enjoy the setting sun and each other's company. I want to say that Misha will turn to especially Everett because he's the one that talked about the coming back thing and say, look, we are going to come back because there is a concert that you're all invited to and it will be (laughs) after we return. So... You better believe that it can't happen without all of us in here. And if they haven't received one of the kisses, they receive them now. God, that's so cute. Everett holds that thing so fucking close. God. So you like, strum it? (laughs) Oh, I can teach you how to do it. Look, let me show you. And that can be one of the things that happen. Yeah, Misha, you and Everett go off. Shock, I'd say you probably join them. And Ellie, you just... Step as far away from the sound as possible. I'm not supposed to be a part of that, am I? I didn't agree to that. Hopper, I don't know what Misha's talking about either. Okay. But I guess a concert is what we're coming back to. Oh, can I turn to Jesse and ask, Jesse, were you able to um, resign from working for the Queen of Charmande? Oh, yeah, that, no problem at all. I just can't enter Navarine under threat of death from bounty hunters, but I think it went really well. That's better than some outcomes. So, yeah, just don't, just don't go to Navarine. We can still go to Gone. Everett and I are going to go there for a vacation. That's great. So you're really uh, settling in together in the post-adventure life. Oh, yeah, but I mean, we still, we still go on adventures, of course, just different kinds. <laughs> The other day, Everett had this big thing that he wanted to cook, and he couldn't find the ingredients anywhere, so I had to. And Jesse goes on this rant about this extremely harrowing, nail-biting adventure that they went on in order to score a single papaya. Hopper is enthralled. There was drama and romance 
And it was a lot like Quest Friends. It was one of those, you're <laughs> surprised the adventure only took place within a single day when it feels like the story would have taken months to explain. We don't leave until like the next day because because Jesse is too busy explaining the story that Hopper asked about. Lowell stays his hand to hear the end of the story. Yep, the papaya adventures. The, the tale of the papaya pals. Papaya pals? The papaya pals. They were a band of renegades that Jesse had to befriend. <laughs> so proud of Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, I want to thank you again. You have been more than a help since Charmande, but you've become a friend. And I'm really glad that you and Everett have come back. Thank you for giving us the ladybug and fixing it up and helping us along the way. And, um, you know, I really wanted to express that on The Prodigious, and I didn't really have anything. But I was looking through my equipment last night. And I found this, and he pulls out two harmonic calculators. I have two of them. And I thought, I don't know, I, I don't really need two harmonic calculators. And I thought maybe you would like one. If you don't want it, you don't have to. But I know that you would get oddities for the Queen of Charmande. And I don't know if you ever got to keep any of them. So in case you didn't, and that was something you wanted, this this is an oddity. And, you know, it's pretty cool. It's, it's It'll do math and music at the same time. So you can use it for the concert. If you want, I just had to. So I thought maybe, you know, just as a just as a as a token of my appreciation and and friendship. They take it. Jesse wants to say a lot. You were their hero when you met them. And now you're someone who so far exceeded those expectations, yet to say you are still their hero would be disingenuous. And that's a series of emotions that's too complicated for me to explain. Much less Jesse. All they can say is... Oh, that's great, Mr. Hopper! Uh, Hopper! That, that's great, Hopper! I needed something for the concert! It's time to go. Before the sun sets, the cloud will be here. So, Ellie, Shock, Misha... And hop you look back one last time on those people you're entrusting the wheel with, and you step into the ladybug. Wait, wait, wait! Hold up, hold up! Shockle step back out. And then Ness comes pitter pattering down to the beach, stops in front of the ladybug, heaves in and out because he wore himself out as a robot running. <laughs> really glad I caught everybody! Listen, uh, I came to a realization, and you can tell he's kind of trying, he he wants to chicken out of saying what he's going to say, but then he, like, leans back and touches the little chair that Ellie gave him that he has, like, fashioned to his backpack, like a little hiker pack, and he touches it, and that seems to give him the confidence he needs. Then he says, I'm going to help you guys beat up the cloud, because I, I didn't, look, I didn't need help, and I was happy <laughs> before Shock found me. But, uh, Shock gave me, uh, I think they call it a home. And because of that, I want to help protect Shock's home. But then I came to a second realization. You know, I was, I was walking around and seeing all these people from various different locations collecting themselves into, into small teams. And, uh, and I realized... This is regionals, and this is where I belong. So 
I'm gonna stay down here and I wanna help all your other friends you've made along the way, apparently. I don't know how you guys did. You're really bad at making friends. <laughs> I am like completely befuddled at how many people are here. It was super weird learning more about you guys than Shock has ever told me from these randos. <laughs> but that's what Rachel's is all about. So, uh, uh, and then he straightens up a little bit and does a little salute. I'm gonna hold down the fort here. You're gonna do great, Ness. And there's no one else I'd trust more to make sure the wheel stays safe. Um, and I'm glad you're here because I have something for you too. And it's at this point I should note that we didn't finish going over my tier six level up earlier. We did not discuss my focus ability at this tier, which is a little up in the air. In the core book, it was a weird mind control power. We weren't about that. Uh, in uh, Numenera 2.0, it offers another option, which we tweaked a little bit. It offers an upgrade for your machine companion as an alternate tier 6 power. And to start with mechanically, Shock takes out a mini, like, jetpack upgrade to the backpack that he's been working on on the side and hands it to Ness. But more mechanically than that, Ness gets his own character sheet now. What? Ness is a PC. What? Tier 3. He gets a little tier 3 PC. You're crying a little bit. <laughs> you are your own hero, Ness, and I know you can do really great things. So I I won't be worried at all about everyone down here, because I know I know they've all got you looking out for them. And Shock's gonna reach down and hug Ness. Ness will hug Shock back, and in the middle of the hug, he'll say, um, I think that beating up the cloud is gonna be a lot harder than that uh than that rope climbing thing that you were really bad at and i'd like to stress again you were really bad at it so um be better this time okay and then he hugs shock one last time and will nuzzle his little face into shock's like robe and then he'll separate and he will actually go hug everybody's legs like really fast because he doesn't want to dwell he just wants to go and deal with this Ellie, as he tries to scramble away from her, will grab him by the chair oh. and then do her gentlest possible hug and then let him let him go scramble off. She just she needed that for her. I'm sorry you can't have your nice simple closure, Ness. Ellie needs a hug. Well, Ness will if if Ellie pulls him into that hug, he will like also do a really quick nozzle like he did with Shock in the folds of Ellie's shawl. And then after that, he's gonna scamper up the Wait, hill. Wait! There's another character! What are you talking about? No, well, no, no, he's he's because listen, I just wanted the scarf to cover Ness in a hug. Oh, and then he's just like leaving up the hill without No! Well, okay, let me tell you what I was gonna do. He was gonna go up to the hill and he was gonna do the little fisticuffs things that he did with Misha oh. when they were both awake. Oh, yeah. As like, but that was gonna be specifically for Misha. Oh. He was gonna yell like, hey, Misha, fisticuffs! And then run away. This is what called it one time. But if you want to do the scarf. No, we can do both. I almost had him go back for more hugs. I'm gonna say Ness runs to do that, but the scarf, completely uncontrolled by Misha, just grabs him instead as he tries to run away and do this cute emotional thing. Misha will we'll do that as the scarf just pulls <laughs> Ness back. Like, that was like legit because he's like kind of wrestling <laughs> with the scarf because it's like trying to 
trying to hug it. cuffing at each other while the scarf hugs. Yes. <laughs> Fisticuffing. Also, I know Hop is you, but you should probably do something with Hop. Oh, that's right. I know. I was trying to think because he, mm, for Hop, he's going to like, he's going to do the leg hug, but it's going to be to both legs. Like that kind of hug that little kids do because they're not very tall. And Hop will reciprocate by like leaning down to Ness's level. And he's going to just say like, you'll do great, Ness. And Ness will respond, yeah. Like, of course I'm gonna, I'm gonna do great. You didn't need to say it just because you're nice. And Hopper's kind of doing the math meme. Like, it was said as an insult, but the content of it doesn't quite match up with an insult. You're the, you're the, you're the good at being careful one. So, um, keep doing that. <laughs> and then he's gonna run up the little hill that leads up to the main space. And then he'll turn around one last time and wave to everybody before disappearing down the way. And now's the point for a shift in view. We've spent this last day revisiting old friends, having new awkward interactions, and uh, it's time for you all to go off and face the Apocrypha, to have this fight, finally. But you aren't the only ones who are going to be fighting. Ness, you duck around the corner, and you seem to go out of view, but you actually peek back out to watch the ladybug as it picks up and flies out into the sky. As you do, you can hear everyone around you, the cars of the Speedy Speedboy engines revving up. You can hear a whole bunch of people giving dramatic Aragorn-like speeches. But as these speeches happen, your vision is focused instead on a small, glassy black hole in the sky that seems to be getting bigger. Ness pulls out the Kentrum kerchief and ties it around his forehead. had to keep the secret for so long i've kept having to ask kyle like are we are we telling hallie about the, the pc thing this session when do we do this god <laughs> oh sorry uh, i just want to get a full profile of you so what is your uh, occupation in this i just need to need, make a, a quick biography here in my notebook i do that for every people i i met and i haven't met you before so she's great yeah all right all right i can write that <laughs> this is a familiar territory for Hopper, somebody being like, what's your deal? I'm going to take officious notes. This is something he's comfortable with. And then B, Sarah just said he's great. So he's, he perks up a little bit. It definitely said she's great in relationship to Alex, but everyone here he's so rolling with it. Then just, no, delete it. Delete everything I've ever said. I also heard he. Thank you, Tom. I also heard he. Thank you. <laughs> Alex wouldn't be like, I'll write that. Well, actually, she would. She would write that she is great. <laughs> That's why I was like, this 
wild in keeping. Oh wait, that that down just sends a paper airplane to some cor- some random woman in the corner of the room. Hops like, <laughs> no, please, it's gonna be too too Madeline. Like Sarah said, I'm great and just to send it. <laughs> what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is to hop. It would look like you just wrote down a note and threw it to some random woman in the room. Oh yeah, that is what that's. It looks like that's because that's what it is. Anyways, he's great, is what she says, and Hop perks up. No, no, it's it's his friend, uh, Zach, is it? Shaq? That has Shock. spiders? Shock. My friend Shock. Zach? Zach? Yes. <laughs> Everyone thinks his name is Zach from this point no on. No one respect him enough to say it right. <laughs> Nobody do it. Bully. Bully. Oh. Our good friend Shock. Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think this would be the point where it gets truly derailed. I didn't think this is the point where we just jump the tracks. Uh, yeah. Moments before Hop can successfully teleport everyone away. We're right. so close. <laughs> like- Guys, spiders, let's focus. <laughs> right. I explained to everyone, everyone I'm meeting for the first time, like, this is a seatbelt and it's just sort of a three point <laughs> contact system. It just keeps you in the event of a, of a car accident. It's just like Hopper you. loves the safety demonstration. Yeah. He loves it yeah, so see, much. Handler, it's like um, airline attendants. Whenever someone is making eye contact with them during their presentation, they're just like really feeding on it. <laughs> so Handler just explains everything. And yeah, like I have, and the lights, I can do floodlights. Like if it's really, if it's really dark, no eating, please. Yeah. No feet on the dash. No. Oh, feet on the dash. Clean shoes. Um, I feel like there was something else, but I'll remember it eventually or just... I have all of your rules written down on this notebook about Uh. your uh, (laughs) car safety rules if you want to read it on the ride. And she gave it to Hopper. I would love to. He says with the utmost genuineness in his voice. I'm really interested in the kinds of things that Brackleberry Brigade have done. You have to, you have to, I would love to hear about it after all of this. And then he'll turn to make eye contact with Arif and say... You have to tell me about the revolution at Key. I absolutely will. Yes. I have a notebook where I have all of the all of the important key things about the revolution. If you want it. Would you be willing? Oh, of course. I write this not only for me, but also for people interested enough to read it. I also wrote multiple copies. Here, I'll just loan you my copy. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote multiple copies. It's not the only one. We all have signed copies. And yeah, wrote each one, too. I also am very curious to know what Arif is hiding. <laughs> This is this is just the recent exploits. Yeah, there's volumes and volumes and volumes. Did I ever mention that we played the um, the session where this plan was actually formed and everything happened a week before I finished editing the Cookie Three, and I was late on that, so there was just no plan for me running into my own future actions in the past at the end of the Cookie Three. I got to like, oh, Hopper appears with the strong glass staff, and thought, what the fuck. That was like a year ago. It was so long ago. That we filmed that. And we asked. And I would have just run into that. And you still didn't know that was what you had to do. We all just sipped our tea and waited for him to come to the only conclusion. I will remember this role for years afterwards as the most quintessentially Hallie moment. That in and out of character, you awkwardly <laughs> chugged some punch, which you yourself had made to be spiked in a game that you ran, and you only had a one in five chance of getting it, and Kyle spitefully made it below numbers, and you rolled that. It's, it's, how dare you call that a quintessentially Hallie moment? I don't disagree with you. I'm just mad about it. That's fair. This is the worst. All right, so that 
as expected, went quite a bit longer than expected. Eh, but that's fine. If this is a long episode, that's fine. And also, I can cut probably two thirds of that. Uh, <laughs> that's the cookie crew experience. We, we can probably cut this. 